Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the 38th episode of The First Exchange with me, your host, Lydia Daydal. Well, enjoying being back. Lockdown is a life that I can barely remember. <laughs> Hope we don't have to go back there. Um, as always, thank you so much to everyone for all your kind messages and kind words on last week's episode with the relationship coach, Annie Lavin. Um, she was fantastic. And uh, who knew that me being so open and honest and vulnerable at my own former terrible relationships would have you all... Um, sympathizing and also being like hey that sounds a lot like me so thank you so much to everyone who uh, sent a message we really appreciate it and i'm glad that you enjoyed the episode on today's episode we've got a little bit of a change up fantastic man by the name of jp kinsler so not only did he have an esteemed amateur career he also went on to then coach um so he is coaching at the monkstown box club since 2004 um, he's helped them come to win 59 Irish titles in the past five years, which is absolutely incredible. Um, he's also a team manager for the European elite female team. Um, and obviously that Irish team, everyone knows, has, has come back with European golds and bronzes. So a fantastic coach, fantastic fighter. And he was in to talk all about the gym, the club, his career, and also the Monkstown Box Cup, which is this fantastic event that he hosts every year that brings about a thousand fighters, amateur fighters, kids from all around the world to compete in Dunleary. And it has a really, really good uh, reputation for hosting some of what have now gone on to be um, some of the prospects in UK and Irish, European and world boxing. So it was an absolute pleasure to get him in. And can he tell a story? Yes, he can. He had loads of stories for us. We great crack. Um, so even if you're you're not from a boxing background or you don't know a lot about boxing, you will definitely appreciate uh, JP's story. Before I let you enjoy the 38th episode of The First Exchange, can I please just say thank you so much to everyone that has signed up for our Patreon. We really appreciate it. If you have not yet done and you have a couple of euro per month that you would like to throw us, if you love the, the podcast, if you want to see us continue, if you want to help the growth of the show, please head along to patreon.com forward slash the first exchange and throw us a couple of euro, the price of a coffee um, and to help us keep this podcast alive and to keep it growing. We've got so many more people, so many more stories that we want to share with you and we think you enjoy it. So um, please help us to continue the first exchange podcast. But without further ado, let me introduce the 38th episode of the first exchange with boxing coach JP Kinsler. Welcome. Episode 38, JP. Hello, 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 hello. Well, I must say, you you were one of my requested guests this oh, evening. Really? Yeah, Very all nice. your crew were like, when are you going to get JP on? Because we've never actually done an interview for Fight Connect TV. No, no, yeah. no. Although we've done the, um, 
You were there at the Monkstown Box Cup. Remember that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've done the but Box Cup. we didn't do an interview. We didn't do Never a Never got you for an interview. Yeah, You're too yeah. busy. No, I, no, I don't there. know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> you were flying around. You just have to ask. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the, Mon- the Monkstown Box Cup... Um, well, well, let's start there. Yeah. Fantastic uh, event for anyone that doesn't know about it. Yeah. I actually, you know, like I've done Fight Connect TV for five years and I have, I've covered a lot of events and in all different disciplines, whether you're boxing or Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, whatever it is. But there was something very special about the Monkstown Box Cup. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, um, it, it, I don't think it ever happened before, like in a, yeah. in a well, well, my time anyway, like where you go in and there's like five rings um, running simultaneously mm-hmm. and like I know it has happened like with, I'd imagine like um, like martial arts I, I know like they, they run that type of thing in City West where they have like loads of rings going at the one time the like, yeah, and yeah. Um, but but with boxing this was probably that was a first and the, the great thing about it was like that there was just so many countries involved and yes. so many clubs like so yeah. like that year there was over like the year you were there so you're talking 2018 there was over, there was nine hundred and forty odd boxers, mm. um, and so you had the five rings going, and they were coming from like I, I can't remember now the, the statistics. There was something like sixteen or seventeen countries. Yeah. Like there was there was Mongolia. There was a team from Mongolia. Yeah. There was one team from the US. Did they did they win it that year? That was yeah. the year they won it. Yeah. Oh. So there was like forty of them. Snoop Dogg's yeah. nephew yeah, was over and right. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was yeah. forty of them here, <laughs> and then like if you like, so you had them from America, then you had and like you'd clubs from all over Europe like um, Germany Italy you know France everywhere and then in the U- like so in, in England the Monkstown Box Club really hits off over there because mm-hmm. they're so into their club boxing and and so are the Irish you know what I mean like and mm-hmm. it's just a great matchup you know what I mean like and, and what we try to do then is, is so we have like it's from 11 year olds up to that year was up to 18 year olds and so you you could only box the same person in your age in your in your year of born and then in in the weight category and so we usually had eight so if you had eight boxers it was grand you could have um four quarterfinals on the friday you had two semifinals on the saturday and you had the final on the sunday but what we tried to do like in a lot of groups there was like 80 and boxers mm-hmm. so what we done when the weigh in happened we went through each group and we tried to not have the same amount of boxes from one country in that group. So, mm-hmm. in say, if you, like if there was a group of 18 and you had, like, 10 Irish boxers, we didn't try to put them all in the one group because no one wants to come up to the Monkstown Box Cup and box against someone from their own county exactly. or whatever, you know. Yeah. So you try to give them a bit of international experience. like, yeah. And that's and people knew that, like, all the coaches, all the team managers, they all knew that. And they, like, from the very first year, we just got, we just got such a good reputation mm-hmm. for what we were trying to do. And all the clubs then just the coaches and all this bought straight into it then, yeah, and they well, loved it like I well still that, do. That yeah. was something that I wanted to um to ask you about because the obviously since the first year that two thousand eighteen I think was the first year I went to the yeah, first that's right, yeah. Since then I, you know, it was only after I had gone and I had done the interviews and, you know, I, the, one of the standouts for me on the the the, the two thousand eighteen year that I I covered it was Jack Turner. 
Oh, and obviously yes. he had Liverpool. won from Liverpool. Yeah, he had yeah. won, and now he is now turned into like the prospect. That's He's the one right. to watch in the That's UK. Right. All the coaches in the UK now are starting to say, "Oh, do you know Jack Turner?" You know. Yeah. So there was. It, it has stu- stood out to me since then that it kind of had this sort of reputation that it was the best of the best. And, but that's it. And the elite yes. and how you manage to kind of grow that or have that come yeah. together so soon. Yeah. You know, for something, like obviously you've been doing it for a long time, but already yeah. we see maybe like things like the Olympics and all these big mm. events, Europeans and different things that they take decades to build up that yeah. reputation of having like the elite, the best of the best. But you've managed to to kind of uh, coin that area already. Yeah. What do you put that down to? Is it selection so, of the fighters? Is it no, the matchmaking? I think, I th- so, so the first year that we'd done it, um, there were 75 boxers mm-hmm. and they were only coming from, like, I'm going to say only, they were coming from like Ireland, England, Scotland, Wales. And then there was, a, there was a club or two that came up from Sweden. Mm-hmm. And so there was just the five countries there. And, um, but, but, the talent was really good. Yeah. Right. And, and you had top clubs. So, so you had like, um, like, so from England, you had like Repton, you had like there London, then you had like Bertley from Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had, a, you like, you had close, you'd very good close from Liverpool um, and all over, all over England. And, and, and then they were coming in and boxing the best of the Irish. Right. Mm. And it just made for a great tournament. And, and that the first year was only, it was 11, 12, 13 year olds. Yeah. And sort of 75. And, and also what makes it a huge thing, you probably wouldn't notice, is the hospitality. So yeah. like all the, like, so we, all the volunteers that we have in the club, like, and like, so, so at one stage they were running. So, so when we used to do it in the school, the first couple of years, like, all their volunteers were running the shop. They had a shop. They had a canteen. Mm-hmm. They were selling T-shirts. They were, you know, and everyone that was coming in then. And, and so they were getting their boxing. They were getting fed. They were getting everything. They were getting great crack. There was, you know, and they were having a lovely weekend. Yeah. And so what happened was then after the first year, then they all went back. And a great thing what we done was we gave each winner a T-shirt. Right. Yeah. And so what happened then is, is um, when they all went back to their clubs then, the young lads would be proudly then mm. wearing the t-shirts in the club. It was all over social media that this club had been in, in Dublin, they'd boxed against great great kids and, uh, you know, and it was a great tournament. And then all of a sudden then we were getting information, like questions from, Why, when is the next one? What's going on? Yeah. There was inquiries coming from everywhere. Yeah. And and then when we look back now, like um, the, the t-shirts was such a good idea because what happened was like you'd have kids then going to say Irish squad training or English schoolboy squad training mm-hmm. and they'd be wearing that t-shirt and then they'd be where did you get the t-shirt what's that all about and all about I won a tournament over in Ireland yeah what really oh what's this tournament all about and yeah. then they'd be going back to their coach and all so we didn't like the funny thing about it was the first couple of years like we done we sent emails out to, to the clubs but after that then it just sort of rolled itself yeah we just brilliant. so basically we used to we used to send an email out um, to, to clubs all over Ireland, Scotland, and Wales, and say, and then the European body, and say, okay, registration will open on such a date. Um, it's usually around February or March, um, but we will be closing it on the 31st of, of May because we always held it on the last week of June. Mm. So that would give us a, a couple of weeks then to get all, to compile all the entries, get them all into their groups and everything else, and get ready then, you mm. know. Um, and like, but in two weeks, like 500. Entries like it was just Fantastic. unbelievable, like, yeah. And I think you know, obviously, having something like that as a part of the community, uh, not only the boxing community but the wider community, yeah, it's fantastic. It's, it's it's very important, yeah. And I think 
you know, we're in a, a, a day and an age now, even I know it was from when, you know, when I was younger, there is a, a much more or much less community activities and kind of community spirit led events yes, that are happening. Yeah. So when I see and I, I always when I think about it, I feel very old, even though I'm only 35. <laughs> I'm like, you know, where is the community led <laughs> organization here? You know, because it's so important, because when I think about when I was a child, how important those events were, whether it was basketball, whether it was boxing, whether it was karate or kickboxing, whatever it was. Yeah. So for you, I mean, obviously, we'll, we'll speak about your role as a coach as well but how important is it for you when you look at what it does for the community well that that, that that's that's a huge thing like and and mm. like so our volunteers who help out amazing absolutely top like we had like we would send the text out to all the the kids all the parents of mm-hmm. the kids in the club right and we'd say okay look we're, we're doing the Monk Sandbox Club on such and such a day we're going to have um, a volunteers meeting on you know um, this would be around October November before right mm-hmm. and we'd say look if anyone wants to turn up it'd be great you know what I mean if you could like 60 of them yeah. up like what do you need us to do like and like everything from you know cooking dinners to um, cleaning floors to mm-hmm. like helping us like writing out scorecards to marking boards to you know everything in between and never once did they ever say oh we're not really sure I wanted that like they yeah. were just yeah what, what what can we do to help like yeah. how can we do you know and then when you think of the outside of the boxing world mm-hmm. then like we had people like coming up to us like taxi drivers you know there was a taxi like literally what the taxi drivers done was they set up a rank outside the school and there'd be like 20 cars there just waiting just to pick up people to bring them all over the city like the local like shops chippers pubs Mm -hmm. everything just flying through the door booming like and they all then when we then afterwards then when we would go around then we'd say because we never really went looking for sponsorship for the Monkstown mm-hmm. Box Cup in fairness Dunleary Ratdown County Council they used to give us a great help um, but when we used to, so then what we do is with the shops and everyone else who, who would have got a slice of the pie afterwards what we would do then is, is when we needed t-shirts for the boxers or for the coaches or whatever we'd then go in and say look you know you, you've made a fortune now said the box club what can you give us now and they oh whatever you want you know what I mean yeah. like, just want your holding here next year you know <gasps> yeah so it's brilliant on a personal level how important is it for you to 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 do this and to continue to do it yeah like don't, don't get me wrong like it is it is a really really like no, sorry. The first few were really hard. Yeah. Really, really hard because we were, you know, we were trying to suss out, you know, like I, won, I remember one year, like it was like it was it was probably the worst day of my life, actually. It was it was it was the, it was the very first day of I think it was the toward toward tournament because what happened is we had four rings, right? Mm. It was in it was and the hall wasn't that big, right? We had four rings, but we only had one computer. Right, and we were trying to get all the entries. So we had all the entries in the computer. We had all the way in done, and then what happened was just as we were about to do the draw, and all the coaches are all there. Like I don't know, there's probably two hundred people there standing right in front of us, waiting for us to call out this tour, to call it the draw. The computer crashed, right? So then what happened was when we got the computer up and running, we said, "Okay, Evan, just hold on, hold your horses there." When we got the computer up and running, what happened then is is people who had weighed in weren't in their groups. People mm-hmm. who hadn't weighed in, they were in the groups. So we would then say, okay, we're going to start to draw and we have 10 people in this group. And then you'd have coach come up and saying, no, that's he's in my club. He's not even over here. I don't know what you're talking about, you know. So, and that was, I remember like there was, the, we were all around. And the problem was, was 
like we had 50 volunteers there but mm-hmm. nobody could do anything yeah. because we just had to get this computer sorted out and in fairness the guy who, who used to run the computer for us Paul from the from the Cura Boxing Club he yeah. was brilliant help he like his hair was nearly falling out because yeah. like, I remember like everyone was saying like because the thing is is when 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 you go to a boxing tournament right the most important thing so all the coaches all the boxers all anyone wants to know is is right first of all when are we weighing in mm-hmm. right when am I when am I boxing? Yeah. Okay. And when when can we get food? Yeah. You know, that's all they want to know because like they yeah. just it, it's so simple like you know yeah. like and, and, and here's the earlier you can do that the better because it just stops all the questions. Yeah. If you can tell them right the way in is this time, this is when you're boxing and this is you know the programs on the wall, the draws are here, they won't come near you. Mm-hmm. But if you start if, if things start to go astray, and people don't know it, it just all hell breaks loose and you yeah. just get stoned with 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 with, queer, with questions so that day like you had like literally 200 people standing on the railings looking in at us right we're sitting there at a computer and we're just like paul is there working his hardest and we're like looking around just going okay um you know and everyone's just going when's the boxing start who am i fighting what's going on what's going on and you're like just give us five minutes, yeah. give us five minutes. and no one oh my god this is going to be tough like, and you can't leave no you no you can't just run out the door you know yeah. Like, yeah, but yeah, in, yeah. in fairness we were like we, we somehow somehow we got it going yeah right and that's so that's one of the things that we learned then afterwards right so once people have the information yeah. And once the boxing goes, because when you think of it, like say in 2008 and you have the five rings and they're all going at once, right? Mm. Once the boxing starts on the first day and you have the programs out and everyone knows mm. it just runs like clockwork. You wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't believe the professionalism of the coaches mm-hmm. involved. Like I remember in 2018, like we like in them five rings, you're talking there was over 300 bouts nearly every day. Yeah. Right. And like there was probably couple handful of um walkovers due to people turning up that just didn't realize what time it was on it that yeah. it just didn't happen like people were there they were ready on time mm-hmm. couldn't wait you know it was, it was just and, and and like the atmosphere at them is just unbelievable and and like if you think of it this way right in 2018 so, so 2017 2018 when we held it in the lock and sound legend center like a kid that's aged 11 up to 18 Right, and then we had skills bouts for ten-year-olds. So the skills bouts are like where it's just it's a three, it's three one-minute rounds, but there's no decision, yeah. and the emphasis is is on skill rather than just steamrolling somebody. It's you know go in and show off your skill, and it's a draw at the end of it. So what's the you know you don't need to yeah. go in and, and smash someone over. You just need to go, you know show off your skills. Like, but just picture this, right? So you have a, a ten-year-old boy boxing uh, or a ten-year-old girl or whatever, and they're just doing a skills bout. And there's two and a half thousand people standing there watching them, like mm-hmm. you know, like you wouldn't get that in a pro, like you know a good pro show around. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You, that's just how it not. is. Like, yeah. and and that's like the support we used to get, like was just phenomenal. Like you know, incredible. It was, it was amazing. And 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 I suppose the, the 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 great thing about it is, and why it's still going so well is, is that the basis around it is is to provide kids with you know, an international boxing tournament where they can box. There's absolutely, like, nothing, uh, no emphasis on money. There's mm-hmm. no emphasis on, you know, bringing in monster sponsors or anything like that. Like, we're just, we're just not, that's not what we're at. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if you think of it, like, the registration for the first, for, from the first year up to last year, which is seven years, was 20 euro. 
right? Yeah. This year was the first year we put up, I think it was 25 euro. And the only reason why we done that is because we went online and we're using Eventbrite and I think there was some sort of commission thing. Yeah, the commission so we had to then that, just yeah. put so, so like, like 25 euro and you could get like three bouts against like top, top, mm-hmm. you know, world yeah. Uh, like opposition. When we look yeah. at, well, I only know from, from jiu-jitsu when, when I compete in jiu-jitsu, the European championships, it's 170 euro. Wow. to enter wow. and they're in Portugal so you have to yeah. get your flights and everything exactly. so you're looking at a grand when you're like your stay your accommodation yeah. all that stuff it's yeah. it's it's crazy no? but so that's why I, I think that's why it like people from the outside looking in just think wow this is just unbelievable yeah. and they think like how how are you doing it like you, you must be making a fortune like yeah. and the thing is, is we, like I remember one year we did make, we made I think it was two grand and what we done was, was we just after the tournament we booked straight away we booked a team um, I think we brought 40 kids to London yeah. on, a, on a training camp and we just said right, okay it's going to cost four grand okay this is half your thing is paid how is that yeah. oh delighted you know great yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but that's the thing Like, and even if you go back to so the basis was never about money and that's why it's running so well mm-hmm. if you go back to even to the club to Monkstown Boxing Club mm. right so subs there on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday is two euro for under 16s and mm-hmm. three euro for over 16s. Do you know what I mean? And if someone isn't working, you know, if someone's 18 or 19 or in college or whatever, and yeah. don't be worrying, just, you know, there's a bag there when you have it. No, no, no issue. Like, yeah. And, and, and that's why, again, the club, I'm not saying that, like, you know, if, if we still have to pay our rent and we still have to do other things, mm-hmm. but we, we sort of take the emphasis off the boxers and we try and get, you know, outside help for that type of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah. that's that that's always our emphasis. Is, is it's not about money. You know, it's never going to be about that. It's going to be about the the boxing and the mm-hmm. boxers, mainly the boxers. You know what I mean? If you, and that's what. Yeah. Do you think that you have that mindset mentality that it is about the sport? It is about the the athletes behind it and the kids that are behind it because you you are a boxer. So you've been in the sport you've you've seen it for what it is you've experienced it you 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 know firsthand what it's like to be a boxer yeah yeah i i think so too like and and also then like so you know like that i did box and you know i was lucky you know very lucky to get to a good level and really enjoy mm-hmm. tra- i really enjoyed it until the end when i when I, I just couldn't i was struggling to make weight and i, I wasn't performing as well as i should have been mm-hmm. because i was killing myself trying to make weight and stuff for like that you know um and then i ended up getting i i, I left for a while. I, was, I was only early i retired very early I was probably only 23 but then i started a family and and, mm-hmm. uh, and things had changed for me then but then i wanted to go in and do do the coaching mm-hmm. and stuff like but, but um, you, you sorry yeah. to drop you had had a long run at the you started at nine wasn't it you started yeah. boxing so, so yeah. i mean from nine to 23 although 23 is relatively very young to yeah. retire from boxing you've already spent so long at a sport that yeah. you know most people couldn't even imagine right yeah and and so so that's why like like i've been very lucky and and i'd be humbled to see like when i look back now at me at like boxing like I met some amazing people mm. and I was very lucky. They crossed me path and I was just very lucky that they were putting my way mm-hmm. and I was able to just, you know, get some, you know, grab what they had. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and then just bring it on to what I was doing. Like who? Give us some names. So like, like I've, I've great, even like if we're talking about my own dad, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like where, like they, they came to, they came to the, to a lot of our, a lot of fights when I was young, like, but just, just his, 
persona and just things mm. that he's learned me through his life you know that it's not about money and it's not about this yeah. do it for the love of it do do what you want for the love you know and um and that's really helped me and, and then other people as well like me like friends and family jean she's great mm. help to me um and i just learned so much about just and i picked up stuff off people like and then it just made me humble and realize mm. and starting a family so early that as well like you know yeah. being a parent do you mm -hmm. know what i mean like realizing that you know because like, if 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 i think for for one minute that you know something's going to help my child but there, but there is it is expensive mm -hmm. no problem i'll pay it pay it no problems at all mm -hmm. but i would rather her you know want to do it for her and then yeah. let you know and rather throw money everywhere it's not for that you know absolutely yeah. what do you think has been you know, when you look back at starting boxing at such a young age, um, apart from it, obviously it now leading to where you are in terms of the coaching and all different things, what do you think are some of the um, positive attributes that it's it's accredited to your character or to to you as a person? Yeah, like um, it's it's funny when it, when like when I look back, how I got into boxing is just it's 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 it's. It's mad when I look back now, like, okay, so how I got into boxing was, is I had an older brother, Ken, and he, he's four years older than me. So him and his mates were, they joined this sort of kickboxing club in, in Dunleary. It was called the Workman's Club, right? Mm. But, it, but like, so so they, it wasn't, they weren't competing or anything like that. It was just basically go down and there was a lot of older fellas there and they, they'd be training. So basically there was bags, there was a couple of bags hanging, there was no ring or anything like that. It was mm -hmm. just, and they'd go in I found out afterwards, like years later, like the lads would go in, bang a few bags away after work, and yeah. then go for a few points. Do you know what I mean? That's the yeah. way it was. Now, now yeah. I was only nine, my brother was only 12 or 13 or whatever. But he, so, so he, but he wanted to compete, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And his mates, they wanted to go in, they wanted to compete. And do, so, so that was like a stepping stone. But they, I asked, could I go down? And he said, yeah. So, they, so I went down with them anyway. And I just loved it. I just lo loved it from the start. And it was, I think it was, the individual thing. So so I'd played football for a team and I really liked football too. Like, but I think it was just that individual thing mm. that, you know, and, and I just really enjoyed the fitness element and everything about it, you know. And the, and then, so I was in the, the workman's club for a while and then what happened was, he, my brother Ken, he joined Barry Brack Boxing Club mm -hmm. and, but he wouldn't let me go. He says, no, 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 you're too young. You know, I, I'll do this. And I used to, like, when he come home, like, I'd go up to his room and, and I'd say to him, so what happened? Like, how did you get on? Like, And he was like, oh, you want to see it? Like, there was a ring and, you know, and there was lads sparring and it was proper, you know, there was head guards and, and I was just, oh, really? That sounds amazing. You know, it was, when I look back now, it was mad. Yeah. And then I remember one time there was a boxing show in the Sally Noggin Inn and his friend, um, Derek, he actually boxed on that show, right? But he wouldn't let me go again. Like, and I begged him and I was like, Ma, will you tell us? Tell me, Ma, Ma, will you please beg him? Please tell him to bring me. And, and he was kept saying, no, he's not. He's too small. He's too young. He's just that whenever I, so he wouldn't bring me. But in the end, then, um, he, he, so after that boxing show, he came back, he came home again. And I was, you know, 100 questions. So what happened and who was there and what was going on? And, and he was like, yeah, they told me, this was him saying, they told him that he was going to be boxing in the next show you know yeah. and I was like please can we go and watch and she's yeah you, you can come and watch me but in the meantime my mom sort of got around him and he let me go up to the club like mm -hmm. and when I went in to the club like the f like it was it was uh, like 
it was just like I, I'd arrived or something. I don't know. It's so yeah. strange and I think because like I just loved it. Like I walked in and I'd seen the ring, seen all the lads around training, doing pads, skipping. You know, I was like, what? This is just amazing. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, that's was for me. You know, and then so the, so the coach took me on the pads and stuff later on that evening. And he had said to me, like the co- his name is Budgie Moore, he's a sound fella. He said to me, have you done a bit of, bit of boxing before? And I said, oh, well, I've done a bit down the workman's club. And he says, oh, yeah, well, you know, I'll tell your brother. And he went over to Ken, he called him over. He says, you make sure he's here every night with you, do you mm-hmm. hear me? And I was telling him, and I said, he won't let me come up to the club. like. And he was saying, no, I'll tell him, don't worry. And you make sure you're here. And he says, if you keep coming back, I'll, I'll, I'll put you into the Dublin leagues in September. And say that yeah. was around, I don't know. March rape or whatever like, and I was like what the Dublin leagues what's this all about yeah. and I then was asking a million questions then to me brother going home on the bus and his friend they told me all about it so I trained like mad and then I he entered me into the Dublin leagues and I was 11 so what happened and I was like 20 27 kilos Right, Jesus. so but I, but I was only we weighing. I was only weighing. Like, like when you think, like when you think of it, like like. So I was eleven, right, and I'm like, I think it's like four stone, if yeah. even like you know, I was tiny. absolutely tiny, what? yeah, really small. And, and then so I I boxed in the leagues, and I I think I'd about like four or five fights, and I, I like I, I think I won. I probably won three or four of them. I, I remember losing in in because back then the leagues the way it is now like it's always held in the ringside club in the national stadium, yeah. but back then for some reason it was on in different clubs. Mm-hmm. So one night it'd be on in Drimna, and like a load of Dublin boxers would go there. Then next it'd be in Crumlin or Saviors or anywhere, you know. Yeah. And um, and so I got to the final of the leagues and I was beaten. Mm-hmm. And then what happened was I got to the Dublin Championships, but so here's the funny one so when I went into the Dublin Championships I had to weigh in right and when I weighed in so you had to be 27 kilos right was the lightest weight so you had to be within 2 kilos of that you know so I had to be over 25 kilos and I weighed I I jumped in the scales at the start and um, when the the weighing was going on and I was 24.5 or something right and straight away I didn't realise now but straight away me me coach Pudgy took me off the scales and he says, because we're only in our jocks, you know, yeah. and, and he says, no, no, you, son, he says, go on over there and get your gear on. And the lads who were taking the weights, they were like, what's going on? They were like, oh, no, he's to be back in a minute. So I went over and I was like, am I weighed in or am I not? Or what's going on? Can yeah. I go get food, you know? And so I walked over with me with me tracksuit on and he says, here, put them in your pocket. And he put keys in my pockets, right? <laughs> so, I, so he says, right, put him back on the scales there. So they put me back on, right? And it was 25.3 or something. Yeah. And, he's, and they were like, yep, that's him done. Yeah, go ahead. He's in. Right? So great. So it, like, I had four or five fights in the Dublin Championships. Uh, it was on in the stadium. And I was loving it, like absolutely loving this. And I won the Dublin Championships. And I was like, this is amazing. So so when you win the Dublin, you go forward into the All-Orleans. Yeah. Right? But what happened was the coach... But Budgie, he he couldn't make it that day because he was he was working or something like that right. So another coach, Billy, he brought me out to the weigh-ins right. And when I was getting onto the scales, I was ta- I remember I was I was um, I had me watch on right, and I jumped onto the scales, and I was twenty four point five or something right. So it was too light, right? yeah. but I didn't realize I just stood on, and I was like, oh no, wait, lads, I forgot to take me watch off. And they were like, no, I think you need to put about five watches on. So so I was like, oh no, right. so so he stood off then and. Billy didn't know what the what the deal was, so he yeah. just okay, grand. So then we we went in later on that evening, and I was told then, and I wasn't allowed box. Yeah. So I was devastated. I was absolutely devastated. Like I, I really was. Like, but the only thing, like, and when you look back now, 
I was lucky I had an older brother. I had friends around me mm. who would have said, oh, don't worry, you'll win it next year. My man and dad as well, they wouldn't like, no, like, because oh, I was saying when I went home, you know, never, buy it. that's it, that's it, I'm never going back again. Yeah. But they were like, no, 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 you're, you know, you, you, you'll get there, don't worry, you'll get there next yeah. year, you know. And so what happened then, like after that then, I didn't, I remember the next year I lost in the Dublin Championships. Then I think I got one of Dublin's and went through to the all Orleans and then I was beaten, I think, in either semis or a final. But when I was 14 then, I went in, won the Dublin Championships and went through and I won an all Ireland. then. Like, yeah. I remember coming back home, like, me man and dad were there in the stadium and all, like, it was just mm. amazing. Like, all my friends were there. Like, they, they, when I came home, like, they were all like, well, how did you go on? I was like, I won. Yeah. It was like yeah. a street party for me. So and do you know what? And I, the, 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 what I always um, love about, about Fight Connect TV in particular is, you know, meeting... Um, men, women or boys and girls that are achieving their goals or achieving their dreams through martial arts, through combat sports. Because what they experience, not everyone, a very, very small minority of people know what that feels like Mm. to train very hard for a particular amount of time or for all year usually um, Mm. and to test yourself, to go in fight, to win these big competitions, Mm. these big challenges, these big fights that are put in front of them and to experience that, the elation of winning, the devastation Mm. of losing, Losing. you know, (laughs) you're putting yourself through, uh, you know, turmoil or all these different things that people, you know, adults, men in their... 30s, 40s, 50s have never experienced That's in their right. life yeah. and how that wh- the win or the loss how that goes towards creating who a better are, person yeah. and who you are yeah, exactly good, yeah. exactly and, and you know? like, like that like when I first started off and I'd be telling the kids in the club like this like so when I started off I lost my first three fights in a row actually mm-hmm. and then because I had a club, I think I'd one or two club show fights and I lost them and I went into the leagues and I lost my first fight. Mm-hmm. But then I won one and then I sort of went on a little bit of a run then where I got into, the, you know, I'd won the Dublins and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, th- 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 this is the straight, like, so, you know, when coaching kids and all that now, like, you know, and, um, you know, it, it doesn't seem it at the time because when I would have lost, people would have said, don't be worrying about it, you know, you, you'll get them next time or this, that, whatever. Yeah. And it is, like, it's very hard to say that to somebody, you know, but, the thing about it is, is that is that that is the truth of it. You know what I mean? Like, but it does define you. So, you know, winning, you know, winning, winning boxing matches and all, and going a little run, that's okay. But how do you react then when you lose? Exactly. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and lucky for me and the people I had around me, they would have picked me back up. But you know, and and off you go again, back in mm-hmm. the horse and let's go again. But when I was like eleven, and I was for, in the first couple of fights and stuff like that. To be honest with you, I, I I didn't care when lose a draw. I was just yeah. loving this was this was amazing mm. to me. Which is the right mean? attitude, right? Well, like it was back, yeah. like it was, like, yeah, that exactly, yeah. But it, but that's not like it's it's yeah, it was the right attitude. It correctly, it was. When I think back now, yeah, dead dead right, it was like, and yeah. I didn't take it too serious. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I just you know like when lose a draw, I don't mind. It just this is this is great. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. 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 Um, so let, let's let's move on to talk about. Obviously, you say you retired at twenty three. Yeah. You had your family, and then how, how did the the, the kind of coaching role come into things? So, would you say that you know today when you look back on it, would you say that the the coaching element has been your sort of like you know defining moment, or well, you know it's sort of your your I, like, purpose so, in a way? Yeah. Well, I was lucky enough. Like, so I, I like I was very lucky that you know you know 
I won a couple of things when I was boxing, like, and I got to go on good trips and I got to meet great people and stuff like that. And then when when the so it was sort of when I say I was like I was a tour at twenty three, I was sort of like I sort of stepped out. I hadn't officially like not as if it was, you know no one cared really to yeah. do a tour. No, that wasn't it. Like, but I wasn't training. Like, yeah. And what happened was then um, in two thousand and three, um, a friend of mine who I had boxed with. And he, we were away together a couple of times. Um, it, we, boxed, we both boxed for Ballybrack and we were away on a trip in Canada and stuff like that. He was, a good, he was older than me, but we used to get on really well. Like, mm-hmm. And he was from the same area that I was from, uh, which is um, Fitzgerald Park and Mountain Flats, right? Yeah. So, but in the, so when he, I'd moved out at this stage, right? And I was living then um, with, you know, just got, I had kids and all that, mm-hmm. right? But Tommy, so his name is Tommy Rappel. So he, he, his kids, them are, say, 16 or, like, he's a few teenagers. He's a couple mm-hmm. of kids. He's a couple of teenagers. But what happened was, was in Mountain Flats, they were starting to, they were starting to get into trouble. And there was a whole group of them. And they were starting, just getting to that age where starting to, you know, police were coming in and all sorts. Mm-hmm. Because it was, like, a, like it was a mad area for years, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And he then came to me and says, um, he said, JP, would you be interested, he said, in helping me set up a boxing club, he says, down in mm. uh, Mountain Flats. And I says, um, oh, I said, yeah, 100%. But originally, like, he was like, can you help me? Mm. And then you might box for for that, would you box for that club as well? Like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it sounds brilliant. Yeah, great. How old so, are you at this stage? So well, what was that? So that was 2003. So um, 20. So it was about 23, 24. I'm born in 81, yeah. So Yeah, so that, I mean, that yeah. is very young even. Very young, it? yeah. To, 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 for someone to come and say, will you help me set up this kind yeah. of boxing that's Club. going to be in the community yeah. and, and different things. At that age, you know, most 23, 24 years were like, no, get but lost. Like, right, you know, yeah. I'm out with the lads or yeah. I'm doing my own thing, but, you but know? I, like, I, no, I was really in, because I was still into the boxing and, and I loved going and watching it and everything else. And that's why, like, even when I was boxing, like, I loved going and watching mm. other you know, if I wasn't in the stadium, I would love coming and watching other yeah. fights, you know. And um, so he came and asked me anyway, and we went down. So he had sort of arranged before this. He had spoke to the local resort centre, and they had a, so there was a, so there was like, if you picture this, right, so there was 10 blocks of flats, right? Yeah. And then there was like, um, I think there was about like oh, 200 then, masonette type flats, where mm-hmm. there's like an upstairs, downstairs, right? Yeah. In, the, in this area. And so in one block of flats, it was derelict. Mm. Right, and on the bottom floor, so there's four, um, he- four flats that was knocked all in together, and they had a crash in mm. there, right? And then the second floor, then I think they had classrooms for after school homework club, and the third and fourth floor were derelict. So he went to them and said, "Look, you know, is there anywhere like space where I can set up a boxing club? Like, I'm not thinking, you know, you know, in a flat because obviously you need a ring and it's not, it's not a hope. Like, is there yeah. a hall around? And they said, "Look, why not? Um, you know, upstairs in the third floor." why not have a look and, you know, if you can make something out of it, go ahead. Do you know what I mean? So that's when he came to me then and said, and, and we rounded up a couple of other community, like in, in the community. Yeah. And so then what we done then was we went in and so we had four flats, just, just, now just picture just normal people are living there when they yeah. were gone there, but just there like, so we went in and knocked all the walls through, mm. right? So to make sort of one area, but we kept one where there was a kitchen and um, we used that for our office and stuff for like that, right? So yeah. we knocked all the walls in, right? And then we used to have the bags hanging out of the walls. We, we put up brackets and we just put four ropes around four walls, right? And like, it was it was so amazing, like what, what came out of it, right? Because when you think back, right? So 
like the the brackets on the walls like that was like wallpaper yeah. and wood chip and all sorts <laughs> you know what I mean like and you know yeah. and it was just but, but like the whole atmosphere of the club when we started to get it going like um, you know you walk up these steps mm. into a, someone you know and it's next thing just open this door and there's a load of lads just banging bags Brilliant. and you know sparring and all that it's just, and I remember the reaction of people when they used to come in like was like Jeez, I didn't realise this was here. When you open the yeah. door, it's like a different world, you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah, you have yeah. this boxing club going on. Like, and um, and in fairness, we put an awful lot of work in and we we, 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 we done well. Like, we done well. Like, we, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have like started off having Irish champions like first year. We just we just had a load of boxers and we just, you know, we, we were sort of training them just to, you know, keep, keep, off the roads really yeah. you know what I mean like, and, and look get their head into something different and let's see what comes about yeah. and then all of a sudden then a couple of years later one or two of them started to get really good and then you know it sort of dragged the rest of them with them mm-hmm. and but what the problem was was right so they're all like 16, 17, 18 when they got to sort of top Irish level so they're winning Dublin leagues they're winning Dublin championships when they got to the top top level they were boxing against kids who were in it from 9, 10, 11 mm-hmm. and they were just getting out you know, out experience type thing, if you can yeah. say that. So we decided, okay, look, we'll keep going with them, but we need to bring in the next batch from the very bottom mm-hmm. right up from eight, nine, ten year old. And from de- like from then, early 2000s, we've been doing it still to today. Like, Incredible. and if you think of it now, like, so in the last five years, Monkstown Boxing Club has had 50, I think it's 58 national champions. Wow. It's just phenomenal. Like, it's absolute. But yeah, like, and it, that's one club. One club. Do you and know what and I mean? it doesn't like but it, but the thing is is like a lot of people would look in and say, Oh, but should he have this and he have that and oh but he have a load of coaches and he have mm. but the thing about it is is like we are extremely hard working as mm-hmm. a club. We're extremely hard working committee. You know, we 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 won't stop at anything, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we we leave no stone untorned when when it comes to training. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And now we're getting the real, real benefits of those hard, hard years. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But it, but it, like, if if we had stopped after a year, it would have been still worth it. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. we would have kept kids off the street for a couple of hours a night, and that would have been worth it. You know, that's yeah. uh, th- that alone is a massive factor to why every community should have. Yeah. Like, I I, I was I would want a boxing gym because of yeah. like you know my yeah. passion or, yeah. or some kind of combat sports and martial arts but any type of facility why yeah. it's so important and all we hear you know on the news like funding's been cut uh, closures of community centres different stuff and it's like you're just well, where is the hope for kids you yeah. know what I mean you have to take a drive around Dublin or any estates around the country and yeah. you've kids playing on the side of roads you've kids playing in, in areas that are not suitable for them to be playing in yeah. and it's like Build, build the gyms. The money is there. It yeah. has to be there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you're saying with something like the the Monkstown Box Cup, you know, ha- having a, a profit of two grand that you're able to take the kids, kids away, London, yeah. like two grand but, is nothing yeah. in terms of funding, government funding. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But but even like if if you bring it back to this, right? So every year, right, we would like. It, we try to do it twice sometimes we get three in, but but we usually do it twice but just think of the last one right so what we do is, is these beginner courses right for kids aged 8 up to 12 right mm-hmm. now look we won't take them younger than 8 but if like a 13 or 14 year old came in no problem so the beginners courses so what happens is, is they come in they do 8 weeks 1 hour a week 
mm. right? And all it is is and like they do the basics of boxing and a lot of skill work and stuff like that. Like, and all it is is it's just an introduction, like to you know to boxing, mm-hmm. an introduction to the club, an introduction to you know how things work, right? And but if you think of it, so the last one we just done before COVID struck, we were on the seventh week, right? Yeah. So we're waiting to do the eighth week, and at the end of the eight weeks, what we do then is we run a presentation. Mm-hmm. So we invite all the parents, all the grandparents anyone that wants to come along that's related to the family come on in and we run a presentation right and we have then we have local TDs and local business owners mm-hmm. who help the club and manager of the community centres and all that and we have them there and the community guard and they hand out so we give them all a medal a certificate and a t-shirt right but if you think of it so so the last one we had right we had 40 kids mm-hmm. right and they're all aged between 8 and 12 right and I'll just give you the background so some of the kids right came from our local area yeah that's great some of the kids came from um homeless families mm-hmm. right because we were in touch with focus Ireland. some of the kids came from a direct provision center mm-hmm. some of the kids came from blackrock college rugby club mm-hmm. some of the kids came from um tennis clubs some of the kids came from cool at ga club mm-hmm. and we just and some of them are like coming from traveling background as well so we had and like so we were in touch then with the Dolleary Ratdown ethnic minority they mm-hmm. they they um, put some families in touch with as well we had all these kids we had 40 of these kids right and they're from every walk of life every you know every sort of you know religion mm-hmm. nothing just comes into it and they just they were all together yeah. and just trained together and exactly. there was just no, no, it was just amazing. Like, Which is what yeah. happens in a boxing gym. You yeah. walk in and you're, everyone's equal. Yeah, 100%. Everyone is equal. Doesn't and matter what's happening outside of that gym, exactly. you're all have an equal playing field and you all yeah. start at the same place. And right? the thing is, is like, is like, does, you know, we, we, we would have like, parents would come to us and say, how you doing? Like little Johnny's here and, mm. you know, he's, he's getting in trouble in school or, you know, he's, he's had to be brought in by the police and, you know, this, that, whatever. And, you know, we'll use, will you look after him or will you will you take him in yeah. so like of course we will no problems at all like, now we're not we're not magical miracle yeah. workers right yeah. or but therapists no, or no, no. <laughs> but, but, but what yeah. we have is is like so we have like a team of coaches like and like that we're from all walks of life yeah. do you know what I mean we've all lived through hard mm-hmm. times we've lived through good times and we're all different but, but we've We've great life skills, yeah. And we we're, we're we're really interested in so the boxing bit comes in. That's grand, but it's re, like we're really interested in teaching life skills. Yes, you know, and that's where the boxing mm-hmm. comes in with the winning and the losing. What you were saying, exactly. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. about winning losing. You know, it's it's about look here. Just keep going, getting up off mm-hmm. the floor when you're at your rock rock bottom. Get mm-hmm. back up and let's go again. Yeah, and build yourself up to be a better person and be a better person than what you want to be. Absolutely, you know? and the yeah. discipline, the discipline, discipline is massive great. Yeah. thing, right? Yeah, and and the, t- the team of it is 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 right. So as kids go through the club, right, when someone comes in and says, "Oh, you know, little Johnny's getting arrested," like as as he or she keeps going through the club, as they're getting older and older and older. They just become it, it, and it's just it's the whole it's the whole thing about boxing. It's the whole humbling aspect of it. Yeah. I'll give you a great example. There was a friend of um, a friend of the club, and he he's involved with a local GA club, mm-hmm. and he'd be very high up in the local GA club. He, he like he's he, he, you know, and so so he brought his own son at the time. I think his son was sixteen, and what happened was he brought his own son, and he said, "Look, here's the deal, Paul uh, JP." He says, "Right, here's the deal." He's all of a sudden he's had to get this aggression you know he's getting sent off every bleeding match yeah. he's getting yellow cards he's fighting with people on the pitch he's fighting with his own players mm-hmm. just you know in the last year or so this has happened to him you know 
I, I think my opinion is is that he was saying to us, you know, boxing would be really good from, and if, mm-hmm. if nothing else, he'll get some discipline out of it. So no problem, brilliant. Grab him in, train away. We brought him on, brought him on. So what happened then was he was with us for about two or three years. He'd about 15 contests. He'd mm-hmm. won probably eight of them, right? But he, like, he went back then playing football and since then would never even get a yellow card and all it is 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 the whole thing of respect for someone else Mm. for another person that like okay you know I'm marking this fella here I hear him a box you know he could be anyone Exactly. He could be, you know, yes. and it's not as, it's not as even like, he could be an all-around champion boxer. It could be, like, it's not about, like, it's it's about, like, you know, he could have something wrong with him. He could, you know, yeah. like, why would you just go and smash? So, learned all that type of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And, yeah. and now, great, great young lad, you know what I mean, flying along, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and his family are great support as well, like, you mm-hmm. know. But that that's the whole thing of the, of, boxing like what it does this is my opinion anyway I think it's I think it's a real humbling experience for a kid especially when they you know you know if they if they are showing that type of aggression at home or whatever and then they do go into a club that you know they can't just have everything their own way do yes. you know what I mean because there's always someone else who, who's who's who could be better than you you know absolutely mm. uh, yeah and that that is uh, that's a big part of it as well is that you know um especially when you look at competition or fighting with kids and you're, you're, you have your opponent, you're both training, you're both like, you know, I'm going to win, I'm going to be the best. And then you're in there and you have meet the challenge and sometimes you're successful and sometimes you're not. Yeah. And I always find that that lesson or that process can be just adapted to life, can't it? Because like in life, yes. how many times do you like prepare exactly. for something, whether it's a job interview or yeah. a promotion or whatever yeah. it is and nothing ever goes to plan. No, that's, that's, as, as, does, as I get older, that's what I, I yeah. learn is that no matter how much you try and control how things go in life, it, it never works like that. You just yeah. have to adapt and overcome yeah. to the, the circumstance, right? Yeah, but 100% and, and like one of the great things we learn look, is, 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 you know, this will pass. So so like yes. the tough time you're going through, this too shall yes. pass, you know, it yeah. will pass, you know. And e- even even myself, like, and that's not like that, you know, I don't have bad days or that. Like, yeah. like yesterday, Jim will tell you, like, I'm finishing up now um, the job tomorrow for two, we have two weeks holidays, right? And trying to get everything finished, trying to get everything done. And I'm one of these lads who, um, you know, I want everything done, you know, now, you know what I mean? And I yeah. won't start. Like, one of the nights, because I'm working from home, one of the nights last, like, just the other night, actually, like, I woke up at half two in the morning, like, oh, no, I need to get this done, I need to get this done. And I just jumped <laughs> up and went on the laptop, like, and I'm there working away, and then I was like, what am I doing? Yeah, it's half crazy two. stuff. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's three o'clock in the morning, and I'm sitting there working. But look, I was under serious pressure yesterday in work. Um, you know, I just had, and then at times, even when I was taking a step out mm. just to relax, go in, like, and sometimes, you know, when you have a busy house, sometimes you even just go into the toilet just to get a minute to yourself, just to yeah. chill out, relax. Wait, what am I doing? Where, 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 what's going on yeah. here? I'm back into it again, and it's going again, then your head's flying again, because that's what happens sometimes, you know? Yeah. But look, and yesterday, you know, I was thinking, this is never going to chase this now. This morning, I wake up, different man altogether. You know, and ready to go, start a fresh day yeah. again. Like so, you know, like nothing lasts forever. So, and, and unfortunately, that happens with the good times too. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah, the good yeah, times yeah, will yeah. pass too. Like, and I think once yeah. you start recognizing that, it helps you to appreciate those times a little bit better. Big the good time. times where you say this isn't going to last forever, so I better but, appreciate it. What exactly? But no matter what situation you're in, like be grateful for what you have. Yes. Don't be worrying about what you want. It's yeah. you know, be grateful for what you have, and. Like for me, 
like on the like I feel like like t- sometimes like even when I'm talking about boxing now like I'm the luckiest man in the world yeah like you know I have a lo- you know, I have a, a lovely family you know I've a, I've a, I'm lucky enough to have a job I'm heavily involved with the club mm-hmm. and it, you know the club's going really well and good yeah. people around us you know and and Jane of course and like so I'm I, like sometimes I feel I'm the luckiest man in the world like, but like it, it, it's it's simple things like well you know the, I mean? it's simple things that's thing, it like, that's the I mean? secret to yeah. it right there you keep it sing- simple Very simple yeah. you do things that you know that make you happy and that yeah. are for the right reasons you're not exactly. chasing something no. like superficial things no. like money or no more cars or bigger houses no, you know no, it's no. it's that's working what, within the that, community that's just for me that, yes. that works just for me I don't know about anyone else but that does yeah. works for me thank god yeah yeah yeah. Not me though. I'm chasing that big house. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I you work can, in combat sports a, you media. Can have a, a podcast in the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we go, let's. Um, I know that I put up on social media that you were coming in today. Yeah. So we've got a couple of questions. Great. Um, we'll uh, we'll read them out. Hopefully, no one is like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there is uh, Ben Hurricane has wrote yep. in. Uh, who was your toughest ever opponent when you were fighting? Wow, that's a good one. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. So, I would say in 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 Ireland, um, there's actually like a, a, a probably okay. So so internationally, I boxed a fella in in the world championships. I was like I was lucky enough to get to world championships, right? And yeah. then I was in the quarterfinals, and boxing away against a guy from Romania. Mm-hmm. Right, and he was he was a good bit older than me and really really good, right? Yeah. And he was, but he was small, smaller than me, and real strong southpaw. And so the two of us went in anyway and boxing away. And it was four rounds back then. So I'm one one point behind after the first round. Came back after the second round again. I'm one point behind. Came back after the third round. I'm still one behind. And the coach is like, "Come on, this is it." And I, I, I just thought to myself, "Right now, I'm gonna go at it now. This mm. is me. I'm going." Like, so went flying at it, and I got ahead, right? Yeah. And just the quarterfinals of the world championships in Belfast, right? And so, um, like, and not many people, in fairness, like that was 2001. Not many people before had even medaled at a world championship, yeah. you know. And I got two points up. Right, 30 seconds to go, right? <laughs> and I sort of stopped doing what I was doing because I was like, when I was boxing, like, I wasn't that skillful, to be honest mm. with you. I was more just aggressive. Like, I'd be, I'd, I'd quick hands and I'd be sort of, you know, I'd be, if you look at a Paddy Barnes, but not, not as much with a, with a good guard, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was sort of just flying at people yeah. a lot, you know? Um, but, it, but it ended up then I changed what I was doing and then um, I got beaten by two points. But he, he was good. He was really, really good now. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he hurt me a couple of times too. Really? Like, the yeah. Arc, like, here. When I came out of that, like that's with the photograph that you put up today. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From the news, was it? Yeah, that's on the right. News. It was on the BBC. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was that was great times. And then in Ireland, then I just lost them. I won't give any. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's another question here from. Good question, Ben. That was a good question, yeah. wasn't it? Um, uh, Karen Dawson has asked, um, "How did you get involved working with the um, the elite female team?" Oh, very good. Yeah, that was brilliant, actually. So, um, so this is the Irish the Irish, Irish elite team. Yeah, the Irish elite team. Yeah. So basically, um, Bernard Bernard Dawn, in fairness, um, rang me up and asked me what I was going for a meeting with him. Yeah. And I went in and he said, "Look, you know, um, we know your club is doing well. We know you're doing well. We know your coach is doing well. But, but would you would you like to 
come in um, and you know give us a dig out with the, with the, with yeah. the coaching like you know and I was delighted with that yeah. you know really really humbled by Bern- like Bernard asked me to do that so yeah. used to go to Abbottstown then um, to train a good bit with the with the Irish team but the funny thing about the f- female one was so Bernard ha- like at that stay at that time was up to his eyes because he had like world championships coming up he had yeah. Olympic qualifiers getting ready for all the boxers yeah. and um, so the European elite team the female team were going over to um, the European championships in Spain mm. so but I didn't go over as a co I went over as a team manager and right. so I'd done team manager a couple of times before on Irish trips and Dublin trips and stuff like that like um, so that was it was it was it was a step up but it was something that I was really really interested in mm. doing and to be honest with you anything to give anything like a help out for your country you know what I mean yeah like, the Irish just, team that's yeah, like, yeah, I imagine that's a huge privilege amazing like, yeah. and it was like if you think of it like so usually you would think of a team manager as like you know retired mm. from work do you know what I mean yeah. that type of lad and, and like has a lot of time on hands and do you know what I mean like and, and it goes over there really as as you know not really getting involved with coaching and all that type of stuff yeah. just, just you know is, is around the, the boxes but not really but so I was really young like when you think of it like when I look back now all the team managers over there were an awful lot, lot, lot yeah. older than me like but I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. I Who really were some of the biggest it. names like or that we'd know of so, that you so, would have uh, been looking after over there? So we had like so there was a t- so there was a team of um, they didn't send a, like so Ireland didn't send a full team, but there was a team of five or six. So we had okay, so you had Flyway Kira Smith. Um, she was really unlucky. She was beaten in the quarterfinals. It was very very good. Um, we had then we had Amy Broadhurst who oh who, I who love amazing. her yeah love her she won a bronze medal over there yeah we had um, Christina Desmond mm-hmm. um, she was fighter. unlucky oh, top class she was very unlucky and um, was beaten in the quarterfinals as well we had Aoife O'Rourke mm-hmm. and then she came back with the gold yes yeah um, and then who was our bantamweight then who was our bantamweight I'm trying to think then who was our bantamweight I can't think of she sorry about that um, I can't think of she so we, um, and then so yeah, Eva Rock came back with a, yeah, with a, with a European gold medal. You know what I mean? And Incredible. and the, the thing was was, I had, a, I had a great relationship with them. I had a great relationship with the coaches. Mm-hmm. There was Zor and Damien Kennedy. We got on like a house on fire. Now don't get me wrong, we had like Damien was funny. Like sometimes me and Zor like would be going at each other like cats yeah. and dogs like, because yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. he be he, he has his opinion. I'd have mine, but it wasn't about you know what we do with the team and that. It was mm-hmm. sort of about other stuff. Um, you know club versus high performance versus this yeah. versus that where he'd have his opinion I'd have an opinion but it, it, like at the end of the day we got on like a house on fire like yeah. and actually like because that was my first trip away with Zora like mm-hmm. and like me, me being so young and being a team manager mm-hmm. do you know what I mean like it, it, it's, a, it's a tricky situation but it worked out amazing mm-hmm. like and really 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 enjoyed that yeah really. biggest difference that you noticed between uh, men and women boys and girls well, the thing, like, in, in fairness, like, it, it, it's not to do with, like, talent. Because yeah. like, the talent over there was amazing. And I have to say, like, when you look now, like, how well Irish girls are doing mm. internationally, like, it's 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 phenomenal. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? They're really, really, really doing well. Like, mm-hmm. and, and to an awful, like, like to, sorry, to, to, to a huge extent, they're punching way above their weight. Like, yeah. when you think of the size of Ireland, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and boxing uh, as a national sport is not, like you've, it's down the pecking order mm-hmm. but yet we keep doing what we keep doing all the time we just keep producing yeah. like and that comes back from 
the clubs, mm-hmm. then like to the high performance, you know, and then also our central council, like, you yeah. know, always constantly and our county boards always constantly trying to improve ways that are, that they're working, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And to prove clubs, to improve boxers. And it's just a, like, it's just a phenomenal, um, it's a phenomenal system that we have, mm-hmm. you know, in, in Ireland that we just, it's we just keep producing like yeah and and the great men and women yeah do you know what i mean like it's amazing well they don't call us the fighting yeah. irish for nothing jp continue. do they <laughs> yeah the fighting irish yeah. right let's go in and get one or two more before yeah, we no we, problem um i don't know if this is a joke now go on uh mikey merrigan has asked <laughs> can you ask jp how does he get the nickname the ghost with the two hammers ah, i know mikey well he's a good friend of mine so um, I was so that was a ma- that was a made up name <laughs> by me. <laughs> so I'm the self proclaimed ghost with two hammers. But when you say it, you have to kiss your knuckles <laughs> when you say it. And even even I've got, it's got to the stage now. Um, it, so in my job, right, we're, we're doing we do we do a team call um, every morning at half nine, right? And we've recently taken on another guy, um, Paul, right? Yeah. So my boss then says to us, okay, so we have two Pauls here. And um, what am I going to do? I know he's a straight in. I said, call him. Okay, t- t- let's let's do this now. I says, right, from now on, he's Paul and I'm the ghost of two hammers. <laughs> and the whole team, like, we're like, what? You can't call someone that. And I said, well, you can call me that. But every time you call me, I want you to kiss your knuckles. <laughs> so now when he comes on the call, like, he go, okay, uh, just go around the table, the ghost of two hammers. So what are you up to today? And I'm like... <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, Sean Marager, I think that might be one of your kids, isn't that yeah, you train? Mar- yeah. uh, he said, when is the comeback for all the marbles at 49 kilos? <laughs> <laughs> so when you like when you think of it, like so I used to use the box. So it, like that was my way. It was for, actually 48 kilos is life flyway. But do you know what amazing, amazing thing is? So like that was my way for years. Right, and then the uh, like, so we're training in the club then, and uh, like the club's first elite champion yeah. is Sean Murray at forty nine kilos. Is oh, now oh Murray, that's Sean his name, right? So when he ha- so when he had like when he had the cup there this year, like my name is on that cup, like that he has. Like, no yeah, way, yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. That's, that was, that that's was so such special, amazing. Right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Right. Um, I it's, I don't know what the full name. It's uh, Kira C. We'll say is, is her name. Okay. Um, she's at. How do you um? She said, how are you vulnerable when you have to be so tough fighting? So I think she's kind of like the balance, I suppose, personally, like being able to be like a vulnerable character, um, but also to have that exterior where you're able to go into a ring and to fight. How do you balance the the two? Yeah, so that, so but it, it all comes from experience within the club. So like sparring, that's going to yeah. bring that on. But if you like, so if you're not ready, so so like after a couple of months, your coach will tell you, do you mean mm-hmm. after you know when you join the club, your coach will know. Look, you're ready for a bit of sparring. Now, what yeah. we do in our club is, is we would do an awful lot of school sparring. So you know where it'd be like two boxers will be there, and it'd be like okay, jab only. So the two of them can only jab. That's mm-hmm. all they can do is jab, and it'd be at fifty percent power. Yeah. So you like so you're just getting used to then the punch coming at you, just it's nice and light, nice and light, and then so so then what we do is, is we tell them all about your defense and so like you can you know when a jab comes at you you can do lots of different things like you can parry you can slip you mm-hmm. can step out of the way step left step right slip slide you can do all these things and so what we keep doing with them then we keep doing that so just keep throwing the jab at them then for say one minute whatever and while you're moving around and you're in your stance you're doing everything they're throwing you're doing whatever you whatever you can to get out of the way or to block or whatever 
then like moving it up then okay it's backhand only then so the, or else the two years can jab at the mm-hmm. same time then or backhand only so by the time fight night comes around mm-hmm. you have done all this work yeah. plus all the sparring that you will be doing and I suppose we're extremely lucky in the club like so for instance if we have a sparring um, session like in, in the club right so at any age group because we have so many kids and so many members right mm-hmm. at any age group so say we're just talking about um, say say my own daughter Brooke right so yeah. she's 13 and she weighs I think 40 kilos right we would have probably one other girl around that age and way, mm-hmm. but we'd have a few boys, yeah, right. So she's in then sparring with them, mm-hmm. right. So she's sparring against lads as well, like, and so by the time fight night comes around, mm. like, she's had to be sparring, like, no girl's top, gonna hit as hard top, as the boys, top, right? Top class, but well, some of them do, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and um, so, so by the time fight day comes around, like, she's well prepared, she's done everything, and like what we were just saying earlier on, like, she's 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 done everything. To prepare, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that she's she's gonna she's gonna win because yeah. everything is out of your hands. Like you go in, you perform to your best ability, but it's out of your hands. There's judges around there who mightn't see what we're seeing. So it's you know so so. But look, you you just concentrate on your performance. Mm-hmm. Go in and give everything for you know that you, that you can, and let's see. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like and and don't don't worry if it if it doesn't happen now, it'll happen again. We'll, we'll keep going. We'll bring you back. We'll, we'll concentrate on what what we didn't do and everything else. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant yeah, message. Yeah. Right. Very, very yeah. last one. No problem. It's from your, um, uh, another coach at your gym, Otis. Oh, brilliant. Ah, <laughs> oh, brilliant. Fair play to him. He said, yeah. Lydia, can you please ask JP about the time we were starting the new club and we had to bring the new ring over? What is that story? We had to bring the, the, the new, new ring. ring. The new ring. So we've equipped, so that. What happened there? So let me see now. I, I don't remember when we brought the new ring over. Because we because we had like a flooring, but, but no, I think I know what he's saying, right? So I remember one time. Well, you can't bring the new ring because we didn't have a ring in our old club, really, right? So because we just had a rope. <laughs> but I, I know what he's talking about. So so I remember one time, right? We so we were in these flats, right? Yeah. And we had a boxing show in the so we had this ring, right? And we had a boxing show in Strabrook, the Blacker College Rugby Club, yeah. right? And so you know, always the same. What happens is everyone's there to put the ring up. Right, mm. and then so the boxing's over. Everyone's on the drink. There's yeah. no one around to <laughs> take it down, right? But what happened was the next day, so like we started to do bits of it. And then it, there was only like one or two of us left. Probably me and Otis only, I'd say. Yeah. And then what happened was, um, everyone was gone off on the drink. So the next morning, then I got a phone call from the manager saying, "Look, we have a party in here tonight. That has to be down. Has to be gone. This, that, whatever." Yeah. Right. So we went over and we got a van, and. Oh, no, I know exactly what Otis <laughs> is talking about. Sorry, but that's a different story. But this is Otis' story, right? I know exactly what he's talking about. So that was the new ring. So we had a little floor ring, right? <laughs> With a friend of ours who made the ring, right? Because uh, he was a steel fixer, right? And what happened was he, he went out for a couple of days and he w- couldn't be found, right? So we needed the ring in because we had to get started. All the lads were starting to come. So we went down and took, got his keys. We got his van. We went down and we got the ring out of his yard and we put it onto the roof. Me and Otis did, right? And what happened was, was when we were driving back to the club, one of the posts went that way on the... Ro- you can't see, but it went sort of sideways on the roof. <laughs> so we're driving on the road and there's like a, a bit of a bar hanging, off, hanging out, like... 
and I'm like oh does oh does this that band he's like go on you're alright just keep going just keep going like and like there was buses not coming out so we needed to kill each other oh it was, but we made it so we did you get the it. ring there in the we end we made it and we had a ring and we oh, it was brilliant yeah. so what you had your man's you had your man's we had to go down van. and we had to go down and take his keys off him because he wasn't in the state to drive it <laughs> and we had to take the keys and we went down <laughs> then took his van um, went mad at him went up picked the ring and put on the roof and drove it to the club and then drove his fan back gave him his keys and no we way. went off in our car then yeah, just yourself and Otis then just me and Otis at ring. that time yeah 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 those no was me and Otis that day yeah that day yeah yeah, yeah brilliant yeah. oh we'd like w- w- when you think back in the club we, we've had some like unbelievable times like man some mad times too like we went over to like we go to London every year in January for our training camp right and like we always bring like tons of kids. There was one year there was fifty kids, yeah. right? And like when we get there, we we go to three different clubs sparring every night. So the first night we went to West Ham Boxing Club, brought the whole fifty of them tubes on the tubes, you know. And like we're all like you know we, we have like one coach looking after say six of them or whatever. And um and like so we're all going into the tube station and you know the way they they like they just come and they go like and no yeah, one knows where they're yeah, going really, you know what yeah, I mean yeah, unless yeah, you're yeah. you're clued into it like yeah. so we hadn't a clue where we were going and we had fifty kids with us no and uh, but we made it and and we've had we've had amazing times brilliant yeah 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 yeah, yeah. some stories yeah, that's yeah. the beauty of it though isn't yeah, it all amazing. them stories it's that amazing. you get to share yeah yeah. I, more questions, more questions. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. They're done. That's it. No, we're I'd be here to two in the morning. I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> I was just saying yeah. when I was texting earlier on about the directions and stuff like that, and JP was like, "Oh, don't worry, I can talk." And I said, "I know." They're after getting enough messages all week <laughs> or all day. When I put up, you were coming on. They were like, "Oh, he'll talk. He'll keep chatting." Um, but yeah, no, that was brilliant. No, I really enjoyed that. Thank you yeah, so great. much. No, thank you. It's really great. Really enjoyable. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad now. There's some lovely stories there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean to look back on? Like, so thank you very much. No problem. And um, looking forward to Monkstown Box Cup 2021. 2021, yeah, it'll be in um, Joey's Football Club. Um, 500 boxers mm. all over the world, um, aged from um, the competition ones will be 11 year olds up to 16, and then the skill bearers they'll be 10 year olds. Yeah, yeah so brilliant. I'll be there yeah. if, oh, I'm, brilliant. If, I'm, if I'm invited. You're definitely invited. <laughs> definitely invited. Yeah, you're Good 100%. Stuff. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to be there. Brilliant. Um, and anything else? So anything else going on with Monkstown uh, Boxing Club? So um, we're just waiting now to to get back in, like. Um, but one one thing, like, so so you know, we 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 have our yearly trip to to London. I don't know what's that what's going to happen with that one now. Yeah. You know, it's such a pity because, and like also, you know, we were in um, we were in New York two years ago. Yeah. Um, and we we boxed off Gleason's gym and all that was amazing. Oh, incredible! We, wow. we were planning on doing New York 2021, mm-hmm. but. I don't know. I don't know yet. Like I'd love, I'd absolutely love it. Like, yeah. Really would. Like, but I don't know. Like, yeah. That I was. I hope amazing. there's someone listening with a load of money. That's like, do you know but what? Not, like, but, but I'm yeah, that'd be great. hundred percent. I like the JP's same. Your I, li- man. I like the cut of his jib. I like what <laughs> yeah. he's doing for the community. Yeah, I'll throw exactly. him a few quid. Yeah, you can throw me definitely. a few quid then. When we're at it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hopefully, hopefully it all goes well for you. Um, but uh, thank you very much, and well no. done. Thank you. Well done. Has to be said, you're a credit to the community. Uh, there should be more people like you. So thank you very much for Brilliant. doing what you're doing. And um, do you know what? The one thing is all the, the big guys that I interview for Fight Connect TV, the guys that are like, I, I had Junior Witter on, I had Ryan Rhodes Brilliant. on, you know, all these people, obviously from Ingalls Gym, like, yeah. you know, Richard Towers, all these like Great. incredible fighters. Great. And the one thing 
that they always like brings them nearly to tears each time is talking about the coaches that they had when they were kids. Oh yeah. yeah because yeah. they didn't realize at the time yeah. the impact that they were actually yeah. making on them and what they were doing to, to, to shape them as adults, you Big know? Time. And actually like there's a bit of a sob on there, a bit of a sad story then because one of my, so, you know, we did, we did a lot of coaches in the club, like Tony Moore and Paddy Duffy, Nicky Russell, great people, like absolutely unbelievable people. One of them then, who was, who I was really close to was Anthony McCann. Mm. And that's, I don't know if you know Jade McCann, the yeah. Instagram. So that's her father. Like he only died from cancer there yeah. last year. So, you know, um, so that's a, that was, that was a pity, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. he was a brilliant, brilliant coach and a great yeah. man, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, but um, so 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 that's that, that there is tough times as well. But but like like that, they shape like they're they're really really good people. You know what yeah. I mean? Like and and I learned so much from them. Like yeah. and I'm really grateful for what I've learned. Like really am. Like brilliant. Yeah. Well, you're accredited, yeah. as I say. Brilliant. Thank you Thanks very so much for coming. Thank I you, really Lydia. appreciate Thank it. Thanks, me and Jean as well. Sorry, yeah. we're in the in the back there. <laughs> we're Come yapping on in, away. Jean. Come on in. Step on in, Jean. Get in. Yeah. But uh, listen, thank you very much. No appreciate problem, it. And uh, looking forward to seeing you again when we're yeah, back up and running. Definitely. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, that was JP Kinsler for the first exchange. 